This is Jeff Standridge, and this is the Innovation Junkies Podcast. If you want to drastically improve your business, learn proven growth strategies, and generate sustained results for your organization, you've come to the right place. Over the next half hour, we're going to be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and tips that you can use to grow your business, no matter the size, no matter the industry, and no matter the geography. We'll be talking about everything from sales and marketing to organizational, operational, and leadership effectiveness to innovation, digital transformation, and everything in between. Weekly, we'll bring in a top mover and shaker, someone who's done something unbelievable with his or her business, and we'll dig deep. We'll uncover the specific strategies, tactics, and tools they've used to help you achieve your business goals. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies Podcast. Hey guys, if you're looking to put your business on the fast track to achieving sustained strategic growth, this episode is sponsored by the team at Innovation Junkie. To learn more about our strategic growth diagnostic, go to innovationjunkie.com slash diagnostic. Now let's get on with the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Innovation Junkies podcast. I'm Jeff Standridge. And this is Jeff Amrine. Glad to be back. Today we're going to be talking about the war for talent. You know, I just came from a breakfast meeting with a state economic development leader and, and uh, you know, we were talking about the various companies that he's been working with, uh, all of whom are saying, I've got 30 positions open, I've got 45 positions open, I've got to get talent in here to help me grow. Let's talk about that today, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. The Talent's the number one asset of any business, and if you're trying to grow, and be innovative, you've got to constantly have a refresh of really great minds that, that also have a bias towards execution if you want to be successful. So there's a couple of things we need to be thinking about before we start talking about where we're going to get talent. And one of those is being a place, uh, uh, being a, uh, an employer of choice, so to speak, for talent. And that comes down to culture and leadership. Yeah, I think it was Peter Drucker that said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I think Built into that sort of short comment is the fact that he realized that nothing good happens without having high quality people on the team. And so for sure, getting that talent in and keeping it and and building on the talent you have is crucially important. Yeah. You know, the only thing worse than having people who quit and leave an organization is having people who quit and stay. Right. <laughs> exactly. The military, we used to call that retired on active duty. Retired on active, road warriors, retired on exactly. active duty. You know, exactly. we talk about with our, with the, the solution stack of Innovation Junkie, we talk about the fact that everything we do revolves around sustained strategic growth. And what we found in our practice is that two key pillars of that is the effectiveness of the leaders uh, in that organization and the effectiveness of the organizations that they lead. And, and that has a lot to do with culture. So making sure your leadership is right, making sure your organization is right, and that the effectiveness of those things are there, uh, and that you've got a culture where you are an employer of choice. Then it's to begin looking at where can you source talent? From where can you source talent? Where can you find people who uh, you can target to bring into your organizations? And one of the things I know that we've had some experience with and we've helped others have experience with, and, and you as much as I, if not more, is, is using university interns, both at the graduate and undergraduate levels. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge advantage. If, if you're looking to you, you clearly want seasoned people that have been around, that have had some time on earth. But if you want to constantly refresh and have people that are going to think differently, using really bright uh, interns that come through the various universities can be a great way to build talent that will be very eager, very cost effective, that will have new skills that maybe you don't have in the company. We, we've kept people from uh, 
undergrad intern all the way through to being executive director of divisions over a period of years. Um, and I, I could name names of some of the great opportunities that have come from some of these people that started as interns and ended up becoming leaders in the organization. The advantage of that is you get to put the DNA imprint of the organization, of your organization on those people. You, you train them up or educate them on your way. And then they, they're going to they're gonna be some of your best evangelists. They're also going to evolve the culture in ways that can be very productive and, and even more innovative. You know, another, another benefit of that is getting engaged in the programs uh, that are going to supply your greatest uh, potential for talent. So whether that's a, uh, a marketing curriculum or it's a, uh, a accounting or finance curriculum or what have you, being able to take interns from there, understand where the gaps are, and then provide feedback back to those program directors to improve the curriculum so that they're producing graduates who, who fit the needs of your particular organization. I see that every day. Uh, and, and then, you know, you, you create this pipeline for talent coming from the, from the universities. Yeah, exactly right. And, and some of these, occasionally there will be internships that are partially subsidized by the university organizations. The, uh, the venture intern program that they have at the University of Arkansas Office of uh, Entrepreneurship and Innovation, there's partial subsidy for that. The Northwest Arkansas Council in, in this particular area has done similar things as well to make sure that key people get placed from really from all the state uh, universities. But yeah, there's there's a lot to be said from building those strong relationships with the subject matter experts that are in the universities and the various functions, helping influence the curriculum, make sure that making sure they're pipelining the right people and then giving some of those best and brightest opportunities to work in your organization in a meaningful way. You know, interns historically have been uh, saddled with this idea, well, they're not going to know how to do much, so we'll have to make coffee or, or make copies. That's changed. In the last five to ten years, the interns, if you, if you do it the right way, can be integral parts of your organization from day one and can get engaged in really meaningful projects right off the bat. Yeah, and, and occasionally you find interns who uh, – Clearly, we pay our interns, uh, but we have also had interns who've come to us and said, hey, look, uh, I've worked out with my professor an unpaid internship for credit, uh, and, and you know, so I'm not looking for pay. I'm looking for you to be my intern supervisor, and there's a contract that usually exists, a learning contract that gets developed, and, and you as the leader of that uh, intern have some responsibilities reporting responsibilities back to the university and how that intern performs. Uh, and we've even had uh, a, a person uh, come to us because she's interested in the venture space and say, look, I just want to spend the summer with you. Uh, you know, I'm not asking for compensation. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll do something to reward uh, her for the work she does. But my point is uh, there are unpaid internships. There are paid internships. There are internships where the remuneration is academic credit. And so it's about as flexible as you can get in terms of uh, working with, with university interns, particularly at the uh, upper levels, senior, junior, senior levels, and even the, the graduate levels. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't agree more. And, and, and being where we are, and really this is true for both of the geographic areas where we're located, you can get some incredible people that reside where you are going to school in other places. We had a, a young man who's interested in becoming a venture capitalist, very strong financial skills that's in the London School of Economics. And mm -hmm. he, he was in this part of the country because of the employment opportunities for his folks. Come, came, comes back here every summer. It was looking for interesting things to do. And we were able to pull him into an internship. And he had just 
an incredible impact on a variety of different strategic things that we were working on. So I, I think I'll, you you can be pretty selective and you can also find some really interesting people and your obligation is to engage them in a meaningful way. And I would say your obligation is also to make sure that you build a culture that's going to be appealing to some of that best and brightest talent. You're really, it's, it's almost like a fly before you buy type of opportunity in that you're able to try them out in an internship and they may well be great candidates for full-time employment. Particularly appropriate in technical organizations where you're bringing in developers, uh, software testers, database administrators, what have you. I know uh, in one of my former roles, I hired an intern his sophomore year in college. He happened to be an excellent coder as a sophomore, uh, brought him in. He, he worked his way through college uh, as, a, as a paid part-time employee uh, and, and also quote unquote as an intern as well and ended up being one of the significant contributors to our team uh, transitioned directly after graduation into full-time employment and spent years with us as a, as a top performer. So uh, yeah. technical technical roles where there's specific responsibilities work out beautifully. I agree. I agree. We had, we had a, an intern come in that had a very strong financial and technical background. And, and through her efforts, she ended up automating a lot of our processes, things that those of us who had been around for a while would not have looked at things like using Zapier and Calendly and different pieces like that to make sure that our reporting and our processes were streamlined and improved. So they can be impact players right off the bat. The, the, the key is you find the best people, you challenge them, and you let them go. You don't assume they don't know how to do anything just because they happen to be young and, and, and aren't as old as some of the rest of us, yeah. for sure. Thanks, Jeff. appreciate you bringing that out. <laughs> Today we're talking about winning the war for talent and how uh, building the culture uh, where you are known as an employer of choice is one way you do that. Another way you could do that is by sourcing talent uh, from university, uh, upper level university undergraduates, uh, graduate students through internship programs in a variety of ways. This is the Innovation Junkies podcast. We appreciate you for being with us and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey listeners, this is Jeff Amarine. We want to thank you for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the Innovation Junkies podcast, please do us a huge favor. Click the subscribe button right now and leave us a review. It would mean the world to both of us. And don't forget to share us on social media.